it under 100. Folks, welcome back to the Keep It Under 100 podcast. Your hosts, Dan Slater and AJ, are here. AJ, how are you? As always, I am well. That's good. We're golfing this weekend, so... We are golfing this weekend. It's going to be a balmy 45. Hey, that's as good as we're going to get on, uh, what is it, December, that'll be December 12th? Yeah, although if we golf tomorrow, it'll be 60 degrees, but it's just a rain. It's just a rain all day. So, yeah. Um, we're kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel for golfing news at this point in the year. Yeah. But uh, Breaking news for golfing this weekend. We are, golf news. we are golfing this weekend. I played... Uh, so, I mean, let's just kick it off then. I stayed of the game, obviously. Stagnant. You, you and I are playing. You have not touched a club for... Since our, the no-pin challenge. Right. So, first week of November. Yeah. First Sunday in November. I played uh, Sanctuary on Saturday. It was windy as shit, but temperature-wise, it wasn't actually that bad. It was just very windy. Yeah, it didn't play. Sorry Saturday, off. I was in Chicago. Bench drinking. Yeah. As... Is apparently that's what you do after the first week of November. You just drink for two months straight. Yeah, it's it's like my hibernation. <laughs> um, <laughs> different city, different beverage. Yeah. Uh, it was good, though. The course was actually in really good shape. And I played really good until the last three holes. So what shoot? I shot 80. Okay. And that was with the first hole I tripled. First hole of the day, tripled. Hit my tee shot. Into the shit, couldn't find it, had to take a drop, and three-putted. What were uh, you thinking after the triple? Like, I shouldn't even have showed up today? No. In general, I just think, eh, it'll... I generally think it'll even itself out. Like, I'm not going to make more... Usually, I'm not going to make more than one. Like, two triples at the most is going to be about as bad as I play. So, I had a triple on one, double on 16 and 17. Okay. And I probably had, I don't know... 12 or 13 pars, made a birdie, had a 150 yards into the par 5 18th, left it just short of the green, Okay. chipped it on, missed like a four-footer for birdie on the last hole of the day. That's pretty gross. <clears throat> but anyway, all around. Keeps you coming back. Happy with how I struck the ball. Driver, new driver swings kind of coming around. It drove it, drove it really well, except for the first hole. It, <laughs> I tried to play a fade, and I just hit a big draw, Didn't which... Work. I can't usually do. Anyway, uh, so let's jump in to the 20-man field. So only 20 people in the field, but a lot of storylines coming out of that. So, like, in my mind, in order of relevance, you had Tiger, who didn't play in the tournament. Yep. You had the collapse of Morikawa. And his engagement. And you had Rory falling apart after the first day and then like in fourth you have Hovland who actually won the tournament correct and then you have Spieth who played just no good yeah he right after the back nine of the first day Spieth kind of fell apart you also have Stenson and Thomas who tee off in the wrong hole Stenson and Spieth was it Spieth? yeah they finished 19th and 20th and we'll get to that but so Morikawa had a five shot lead going into Sunday and what did he shoot? He 70, 76 in the final round to finish uh, T5. Yeah. Brutal. And that's JT finished T5 with a 64, 64. on the last day. And then you had uh, Sam Burns and P. Reed finish T3. You had Scotty Scheffler who went 66-66 on the weekend for a solo second. 
and he had Hovland at 66 in the final round uh, to win outright. Good to see Hovland win. Love when Hovland wins. He's so happy. <sighs> he is. He's got some weird press conferences, man. I feel like he's always high. He's he lo- not only looks always high, he also sounds like he's high. Like, I mean, no one smiles that much who isn't high. Yeah, they asked him. It was one of the press conferences. They were like, does this, does this feel like a regular win, even though it's only a 20-man field? And the, the reporter was kind of blabbering on, and he was just like, hell yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, relax, guy. Hey, he's he's enjoying himself. He gets a nice little, little prize money before the holidays and yeah, goes it, into the new year off a win. It's not like... Unless the right guy wins, this tournament's kind of irrelevant. The only like the only reason it works is because it's Tiger's tournament. Like yeah. if this was a, like if a different sponsor tried to do this, not only would it not get world ranking points, but nobody would go. If like it was Phil's tournament, I think. Yeah, maybe, but it's like it the, the, right, the right person. Like I'm sure a lot of the guys like use this as a like a way to get take the family on vacation, like down to the Bahamas and just yes. spend a week there. Like Justin Rose actually has a, used to have a house there. Um, but Tiger like obviously takes it up a level, and the prize money was really weird too. I saw this. So Morikawa got not Morikawa. Hovland won like a million bucks for first place. Yeah, I think second place is only like one hundred eighty-seven thousand, and it goes down from there. Yeah, I mean it's only a three point five million dollar purse. So I mean, yeah, if you're paying out a mil, <clears throat> over a mil to, and then you got nineteen guys, nineteen guys to cut some checks to. But I mean. You spend a week in the Bahamas. They're not paying for it typically. Their sponsors are probably paying for that trip, and right. you get a, you know, oh no, I got a seventy thousand dollar check for taking nineteenth place. <laughs> yeah, uh, Spieth. I mean, he just looked like he was just hitting it around after the first day. Like once you're out of it, like you're not playing for any money really. You're still getting world ranking points. You're just going for everything and working on stuff. So. So t- my new favorite phrase that Tiger used about this tournament when they were asking him about playing on tour is he called it a hit and giggle. He didn't call the tournament a hit and giggle. He said, I can do a hit and giggle, which is how, how he described it was you just go out there, you play, maybe it's nine holes, maybe it's 12, whatever, yeah. you hit a bad <clears> shot, <throat> you just drop another ball, hit another one. He was trying to describe the difference between just doing that and actually playing on the PGA Tour. Yeah. So, and he called it a hit and giggle, which is hilarious. We only have ourselves a hit and giggle on Sunday. Exactly. So I'm going to start using that all the time because I love it. Um, and then they asked him about, you know, there's kind of a hit and giggle next week. Yeah. Are you going to play? And he kind of beat around it. But then as soon as the, I think, I think what he was doing <clears> is he didn't want to overshadow his own tournament. Correct. Well, and also, I think, you, I mean, don't overshadow it, and they're waiting to announce that final group. Right. And then as soon as the tournament was over, the next day, Tiger and Charlie are playing it. Yeah. And Tiger's going to be riding in a cart. So. Love to see it. Interested to, to tune into that. That'll be next week, so we'll get, a, get into a little preview of that. Great news. I'm not traveling next week. I'll be able to watch it all. There you go. Um, this week, I don't even know, I don't even think we really have anything to talk about with that. The, the QBE shootout, which is like a two-man event, it's... Probably going to go away since Greg Norman is the president of that new yeah. Saudi Golf League. So, but what I the, my focus on this was kind of the collapse of Morikawa and Rory. So like Rory was tied for the first round lead, finished in 18th. Just didn't really have it. I'm not going to take much stock in this tournament overall. But to me, it's just another example that he's like people can't finish pe- anymore. 
Yeah, it's just it's weird. Something's off with him. He just he still can't get the wedges and I think he ends up with a big win this year though. Twenty twenty two. I don't know. I've felt that way for like the past five years and he just doesn't have one. So I don't know. It'll be kept it, his close intact. It'll be interesting to see going into next year how he how he comes out to start the year. Yeah. And then Morikawa hasn't really choked away leads before, but I mean this is his I mean I guess his choke is coming at a good time. It's only a 20-person tournament. It's not anything <clears throat> of major note. So if you're going to waste your choke, yeah, not a bad place. But if nothing it. else, he's not a guy who's kind of... Ha- he doesn't really have that scar tissue. Like, he's really young and yeah. he hasn't blown tournaments like this. So it'll be... It, if nothing else, it'll be interesting to see how he bounces back. Luckily, yeah. he's got time off from it, so... Everyone's got until January 6th. Yeah, tournament champions. Kapalula. That'll be sweet. Can't wait for that. Yeah. At least we have next week to hold us over. Yeah. Give us a little bit. And then we have, you know, college football bowl games. Kind of yeah. like the golf dead period. Yeah. Hopefully we can get out there one more time. We got some warm weather coming our way, so. We're going to get out there. As long as there's not snow, we'll be fine. Yeah. Um, plus, I got some I got some golf lined up. I'm going to go play in in Jacksonville and Georgia, like, probably right after New Year's. And then. Yeah, uh, play in North Carolina. Second week. Of January, like I said, I'll, I'm going to Vegas, and we're going to play uh, Sand Hollow out in Utah. Looking forward to that. We'll anyway, talk more about that when we get closer. We will. Uh, so, S- Spieth and Stenson, kind of a... little snafu. <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't know if I've ever seen this before, where PGA Tour pros played the wrong tee box. I just, I don't know that they would play three straight days at one tee box... Yeah. And then just switch it to an opposite tee box. It was, it was like the seventh hole tee box is what they, what they played off of, and it wasn't supposed to be played until right. that hole. So it's just weird. It's weird that there wasn't like anybody there to say Well, something. also, Spieth tried to tee off first, and it was Stenson's box. Yeah. It was so a, they had the flip-flop. Like, it was just Their interview afterwards was hilarious. I think yeah. at one point, Spieth was like, I didn't even think they were going to penalize us because we were in last and second to last and we weren't anywhere close to the next person so i thought they were just gonna let it go but he's like there's world ranking points so i guess they had to yeah it was hilarious um i don't think i've ever teed off at the wrong tee box ever i mean do we really we don't really have sanctioned tee boxes you just kind of tee off at whatever color coded they they also don't have color coded tee boxes they just have markers and yeah i'm trying to think of any course that we've played or played around here that has Tea boxes that could be confused. Sanctuary's got a couple tea boxes that are right next to each other. But anyway. But anyway, so what we brought that up because that had us thinking like, you know, stupid is, stupid does. We know enough idiots. Idiot people that do dumb shit on the golf course. So yeah. we wanted to go through what is the dumbest thing that you've ever done on a golf course. So I have two why don't you go first? Go ahead. So I I try to not do stupid things on the golf course. Like, I'm not super, like, old-school, hoity-toity, like, you know, be strict, but I, I'm i not driving through bunkers, shit like that. It's still a gentleman's game. You yeah. don't drive on the but green. I've, you try I've and been keep... with people who have just driven through, like, a bunker. Or yeah. the dumbest thing that comes to mind is Garland, six years ago at her bastards trip, the one guy parked his cart right next to the halfway house into the door walked in and then his cart was there and no one could get in and out of the halfway house because he parked his cart right in front of it perfect came off the 30 rack of coors light drove straight through the bunker and out of it with it and this continued on his round oh my god 
Some pe- some people legit should not be allowed on a golf course. Yeah. Same guy at the Chief. We set up at the tourney at a, at a hot dog steamer. Okay. At the, our, our I think it was like hole five or six on yeah. the Chief where our condo was. Yeah. We'd run and grab hot dogs. He was too drunk to come back out. He was just throwing hot dogs at people the rest of the day. Oh, my God. Ketchup, mustard, just full hot dog being thrown. So, so not a lot of etiquette. On, uh, some this some people legit should just not be allowed on the course. He hasn't like, been there the last two years because yeah. of the kids, but... Yeah. Yeah, those are the... Uh, so I don't I don't really have stories myself, just because, well, one, I don't drink a ton on the course, and usually I'm much more focused on just trying to play my best golf. So, I don't know, maybe waste golf balls? Yeah, translation, Dan's no fun on the golf course. T- too busy winning. Yeah. But anyway, so speaking of not... Shouldn't be allowed on a golf course. I have a I have a friend who will go unnamed, who has been banned twice from the same golf course. Is this the is this the story of the lake swimming? Uh, kind of. So or the, he the went, gun shooting? No, not that one. This is. Uh, <laughs> I like how there's two stories is, I reference that yeah. aren't going to even be brought up in this. No, one of them will. But anyway, so this is a buddy's younger brother of ours. Who doesn't play a ton of golf, but he can hit it a little bit. And he is not what you would say the top of the etiquette chain. Probably bottom of the etiquette chain of our group. Yeah, and he, uh, the first time, he had probably smoked a little too much weed. And, We've all been there. And had driven his golf cart directly into a tree and basically totaled it so he was kicked off he was kicked off the course and was told he was banned for life what was the name of the course sycamore hills oh where we're going on sunday interesting um which nine was it on i don't know actually i have to find out but so he he had a friend that was like a cart boy or something at the course that got him back on the course some years later and through some uh, some boozing and what have you, this time drove a cart into the lake and was banned again for life. So bad Honestly, enough to be just ba- let the guy play there. Just don't give him a cart. He has to walk. Yeah, or d- definitely don't let him drive the cart. Yeah. So that was one. Another story, uh, you know, uh, keep it under 100 uh, crew member, Mike Yacht. Um. We decided, we went out and played on a Saturday one time, and it was me, uh, Tuna Fish was with us, and then our buddy Ray, and we decided, we thought it was a good idea to make a fifth of, a fifth worth of Bloody Marys. Mm. So we get out there, and Ray didn't drink, so it was just me, Matt, and Yacht, and we killed that fifth of Bloody Marys on the front nine. So we're... Coming down the ninth hole at, Rat- Sycamore? Or Rattle-, at oh. Rattle Run, and okay. there's a par three. Yep. And th- there was some bets being made, and R- I think Ray could tell we were getting a little drunk, and he makes a bet with Yacht, because Yacht duffs his for his tee shot about 20 feet in front of the tee box. It's a longer par three, too. And Ray was like, I'll beat you by a stroke on this hole if you just use your seven iron from there. Or he may have just said, I'll beat you on this hole. And Yacht said, I'll beat you with a seven iron. <laughs> and Yacht hits it on the green, makes makes his par putt on, on that green, wins the bet. We go to the 10th tee, and Yacht had unhooked the old unhook the bag yeah. trick on the golf cart. It happens a lot at the, the previous trip I was <coughs> discussing. 
Ray, uh, Ray's, so Ray drives, he's driving up to the tee box. His bag falls off. Didn't have his driver head cover on. The driver smashes right into the cart path. He gets, he gets out of the cart. He's all pissed off. He's, what the fuck, man? Come on. So Yacht, in true Yacht fashion, goes, what do you want? You want me to do the same to my driver? Takes his driver out of his bag, smashes it onto the cart path, and throws it into the lake next to the tee box. <laughs> you can see the wheels turning in his head, because then he goes, I should probably get that. Turns, walks directly into the lake up to his neck, gets his driver, comes back out. When he comes back out, he realizes that his keys, his wallet, and his phone are still in his pocket. <laughs> Played the rest of the round smelling like raw sewage. What time of the year is this? This was like end of the summer. This was probably August, I feel like. So, But that, I mean, that's probably the best story that I have. Yeah, I think, <clears throat> I mean, that bastard trip, I could just going and recording for hours and talk i mean the one year we sold two golf carts and kept them over the weekend with us and the cart boys would come we'd just throw them money but okay just we'll bring them back at the end of the end of the weekend type deal but mostly i mean all these stories all stem from just drinking too much i think on the course you have to be a real dick bag to do some of the stuff if you're just stone cold sober or you know you just never golfed before and you just don't understand the etiquette like someone driving up and parking like on the green like i've seen that before from do you watch any of the uh like the spit and chicklets podcast they do a thing called the sandbagger okay where like ryan whitney's like a plus two handicap the other guy's probably like a 20 and they'll play like pros and stuff okay they just played somewhere in florida in the can they film it all. The cameraman drove over one of the greens. Oh my! For them, they're like, "What are you doing? Like, are you drunk? Like, you can't drive over the green." Like, yeah. you, I get it. It's the fifth hole too. Yeah. To so s- I, it doesn't. It doesn't make sense to me logically. Like, even if you don't golf, why would you think? Yeah, I guess I can just drive on this real nice, maintained, flat carpet area. Yeah. Like, I get it. It's just grass, but I don't know. But I mean that's that's pretty much all I got. I've seen some dumb shit, but we I mean we did have a we did have a buddy who at our Slater Cup trip was pretty much hammered the whole weekend during he uh sat out like the last four holes of like just backed it like just sat in the cart and fell asleep when his partner was still playing to yeah. lose that match. Fell asleep while the cart was still moving down the cart path. So he's just sleeping with his head down as the yeah. cart's just rolling down the cart path. Fell over when he was taking a piss. His pants fell to his yeah. ankles and he fell over taking a piss. Couldn't put his ball on the tee right before that. Oh, we're talking Danny Short? No, we're talking about Mike Short. Oh, <laughs> it, was, uh, it was a short. Yeah. He, uh, he lost. He's the only person in Slater Cup history to not... He's the only person to do it once and he's done it twice. He lost his singles match... Actually, no, he's not the only one to do it. I shouldn't say that, but he'd done it twice. He lost his singles match on the seventh hole, which mathematically is not possible. And he lost all... He just gave up, essentially, because he was too (laughs) too drunk. And he lost... lost in the seventh hole besides him? uh, Rob Marsh did that once. He lost his phone and got all pissed off and... Just literally just gave up and then found it on like the 12th hole and wanted to restart the match. He was playing against Kyle. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> um, but anyway, Mike also lost those seven holes without ever reaching the green. Every one of those holes was conceded 
without Kevin Smith having to putt one time. That's impressive. Yeah, that's terrible. Oh, yes. Yeah. I almost think the impressive isn't the word for that, but <laughs> we'll use it as a placeholder until that word's invented. It's something. Anyway, so he's a he's a grown up now, so he doesn't uh, he, he doesn't partake in yeah. those shenanigans. <clears throat> he's a responsible short now. Yeah, I guess so. All right. Well, should we get into uh, time to lose some money? Yeah, it's mostly a recap. Oh, we, I got. I, there, there I know will you be, have NFL plays, and oh, we'll that, have to pick the Army Navy game. Oh, I have plays. <laughs> Dan's going all over the Army Navy game, but we'll do a little recap of last week. Yep. Last week, I tried to, I tried my damnedest to get back over five hundred, picking ten games, ended up five and five. There is a couple that I was on the uh, complete wrong side of, San Diego State. Yep. I knew there was a reason why I never bet that team the entire year. <laughs> They fucking suck. Well, and then you knew the two games that we were both going to be on. Yeah. Granted, we were both on Michigan, but the other two that we actually were like both liked, Oregon and... Yeah. Uh, San Diego State. No, Oregon State. and uh, App State were just no chance. App Apparently... State tried. They tried. I guess they only lost by like, what, eight? Yeah. But it, San Diego State just got blasted. Oregon State apparently... Looked at the film from when they played at Utah and said, you know what we should do? The exact same thing. Let's just run back that game plan and see if it works this time. And it did exactly the same thing. They just got plowed out of the building. Yeah, that game was... the. I swear at one point there was like back-to-back-to-back-to-back turnovers in that game. Yeah. That game and the U of M game, somehow the U of M game felt like it wasn't as bad of a blowout, but also wasn't as close as it was. Like... That game could have been, been like seventy to zero. Yeah. And Iowa, if they just had any competence inside the ten, they could have maybe made it a game. It was it yeah. was a weird like at they times just, you're like, this is a very close game. They're like, they just I can't the, believe they just had Iowa's only done twelve. Just a crazy inability to consistently move the ball or complete a pass. Yeah. Like their they tight th- end's good though. They threw the kitchen sink out there early. Oh, if they fullback guy just fall. We're turning into a football podcast now, but he just falls in the end zone, the ball right over his fingertips. Well, and then the Don, Michigan ran the center. Donovan way. Edwards from Michigan moved maybe the best throw of the year. Like that was sick. That yeah. was like an Aaron Rodgers back foot, like just flip of the wrist, and that thing was perfect. But, Gotta love the uh, the UTSA Western Kentucky game. It's a fun watch right there. Forty one, forty nine. Gotta love it. Um, so five and five. I finished the season thirty seven and forty one. Not bad. Not not great. Not great. Not good. But I went uh I went two and three for my official plays, so I am sitting at thirty four and thirty six. Yeah, so again, not bad. Season's not over though. So we do have one game this week. We'll get into the the bowl games next week. We're gonna do a little challenge. What you're saying that. is I need to pick I guess I have to pick five different bets on this game to try to get back to even. No, so I'm thirty four and thirty six. I'm just trying to get back to even. So I'm, I have two so plays. You have a total and a... I have two plays. Okay. I'm going to go with Army. Not really a... Wait, sh- seven right now or seven and a half? Seven. Uh, I've seen seven and a half. I've actually seen eight as well, but different books. Um, Army, not sharp action, but 48% of the bets, 60% of the money. Only a 12% sharp advantage, but I've seen Army play a couple times this year. I've seen Navy play twice this year. And I know this is one of those games where you just kind of throw the stats out the window. But yeah. Army just seems like the better team. So I'm going to take them to win by a touchdown. So I'll go Army minus seven. 
And then the total for this game is 35. I don't. That is low. I don't understand how that's even possible. Like I, mean, I understand these are. The weather is about to be atrocious. It's supposed to rain. It's supposed to be muddy. These teams are already. Sorry, thirty-four and a half now. I don't care how bad the weather is. At one, at some point, the the weather is actually a good thing for the over. So I will not be betting the under. I will be betting over thirty-four and a half. So looking at the year, Army scored thirty at least thirty-five points themselves five times this season. Yeah, I'm also with you on that over. Yeah, Navy has scored less than 10 three times. But, like, that's why I'm on Army. This has, like, I don't know, 35 to 7, like, screaming me in the face. So I'm taking both of those. So I'm with you on the Army-Navy over, so it's under lock. But I got Navy plus 7. Yeah. You got yeah. you got shitty weather. You got uh, two teams that play the same similar style of ball. Except one scores and one doesn't. Navy's played better towards the end of the year. Give me like a 28-24 game, something like that. You're going to see I'll take you're see some ugliness there. All right, we just got to – I'm just hoping to get back to 500. Um, still, uh, we have the search party out for the Bobes. Guy, guy's just going to coast into the end of the year 32-22-1. I, I think, I think what we should qualified. do – Yeah, I think we he's, he's out. I don't think this record is even official. You can't I mean, it's a, it's a good record, but he just... You can't sit out the end of the year and just coast. You can't, you can't just coast. You gotta make plays. He didn't do anything. So, other than that, the uh, the college football playoff is now official. We'll get into picks later, but we got uh, looking forward to Michigan, Georgia in the 2-3, and then Bama, Cincinnati in the 1-4. Uh, for those who like underdogs and high-risk plays, I'm a big fan of the U of M Cincinnati Moneyline Parlay. Ooh. Just a little, little sprinkle, maybe a little onion. I don't really see Cincy hanging in the game, but... It kind of reminds me of the uh, the Michigan State-Baylor game from like seven years ago where Baylor was a pretty big favorite. Yeah. Michigan State ended up winning. There was the Cotton Bowl, so it's 20... I mean, Alabama's definitely flawed. It's just... 2015 the... Cotton Bowl? Yeah. Alabama's definitely flawed and can be beat, like... They should have. They probably should have had like three losses this year. Yeah, including the Auburn game. But the scary thing is they just played like their best football game of the year. Yeah. But no, it's hard to say. And Cincinnati, like Cincinnati, has a really good defense, but it's hard to say. Like, are they better than Georgia's defense? And Georgia's defense looked like dog shit. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's gonna it'll be interesting to watch if nothing else. It'll be fun. I like um, football. Yeah, we'll get we'll get into the bowl picks next week. Um Week one of the bull pick challenge. Week one of the bull pick challenge. Yeah, figure out what the winner's gonna get. Yeah, we do. Maybe, maybe the maybe uh round of golf. Round of golf. Maybe if you win, you you get to introduce the first pot of the year next year. Oh, oh, I think I heard that. And you can, golf. and you can call me the co-host. Oh. <laughs> um, folks, um, I work on my folks. Yeah, and then I can be well. Yeah, you be well, I'll be <laughs> folks. I uh, I need to redeem myself. I. Uh, my worst NFL week of the year last year just happens to coincide with the Lions' first win. The Vikings just look like I think dog deep shit down you'll take it. I'll take it. That's fine. Also, dude. Lions surprisingly good against the spread this year. Oh yeah, that I got a I got a little stat for you on that. Uh, I brought it up a couple weeks ago, but um, 
It's now updated. So the best best teams in the NFL against the spread, most of them line up pretty good with the record. Like Green Bay, 10-2 against the spread. Arizona, 9-3. Cowboys, 9-3. Pats, 8-4 against the spread. Colts, 8-5 against the spread. Lions, 8-4 against the spread at 110-1. It's impressive. Um, so I don't know. I'm glad they got a win and screw the Vikings. We'll recap your place from last week. What did you finish at? Oh, 0-5 last week. Oh, God, full. Well, I had the problem. Did you get a Dick Rambone with your dip? Yeah. Uh, no, because I had KC. Okay. Um, but Minnesota, I had the Lions-Minnesota under, which looked great in the first half and then just fell apart. Um, I had Minnesota, minus 7. And then I had Baltimore, minus 4.5, who just loses outright to Pittsburgh. So. Yeah, that was <clears throat> Pittsburgh is bad. Yeah, interesting uh, stat I saw from Bill Barnwell though in that Sunday night game Chiefs Broncos is the fourth, uh, sorry, fifth play of the last twenty years that was twenty plus plays and ended in zero points. The Broncos had a tw- like a 20, 21 play drive and they went for it on like fourth and goal from like the eleven or something like that. That's just brutal. Didn't get it. That's brutal from a couple standpoints. One, that you're like, if you had the Broncos or maybe the total, right? and they don't score after that, and it's a 20-play drive in general, just oh yeah, painful to watch. I feel like that that stat should be called like the Teddy Bridgewater stat. Yeah. <laughs> like That's like, could define his career. Um, another interesting stat that I saw from uh, the Bucks game, Mike Evans. Mike Evans needs 206 yards to get to 1,000 for the year. He's had, like, what, eight or nine in a row? He's already had his first seven seasons in the NFL over 1,000 yards, and he's the first person to ever do that. He That'll be his eighth. So he's a quietly... He's one of the best wide receivers that no one talks about. Yeah. Because he's not... He's, he scores a shitload of touchdowns. I think he's already the Bucks' leading touchdown scorer in history. Um... I mean, that isn't really hard to do. Who's number two? I don't know. Keyshawn War, Johnson? Work done, maybe. Or, oh, I guess. Touch, touchdowns overall, yeah. I was thinking. Um, Mike Allstott? Yeah, maybe. Warren Sapp? Yeah, Warren Sapp. Um, he's, he's just not he's not flashy in any way. Like, he's not fast. I don't think they talk about him as, like, an overly good route runner. He's just really, he comes down with the contested catches and... He's just incredibly he consistent. He does everything well. Yeah, he's never on the. He's never hurt either. Correct. Like he's always on the field. So anyway, so I, after my horrendous own five week, I'm looking to. Uh, so I'm at twenty five and twenty five on the year. So oh baby, I need to get back in the back in the positive. <clears throat> you can't have a, a mid season college football week that I did where I went zero and six, then one and five. Yeah. So I'm gonna scale it back a little bit. I don't love a ton of the lines this week, but. First one is I'm going to take Cleveland, and it might be stupid. Minus two and a half. Minus two and a half against Baltimore. Cleveland's coming off the bye. Their last game was actually a loss to Baltimore. Yeah, they just played. But Baltimore's uh, minus three favorites. Baltimore's coming. Baltimore's coming off of two bad. Well, yeah, two or one bad loss, and three straight straight games where they scored less than twenty points. Lamar Jackson's not playing well. Yeah. In Cleveland, maybe getting a little healthy coming out of the bye, and they're at home. So I'll take them minus two and a half. I am going to take the Bengals against the Chargers. Against no, 
against the 49ers. Or sorry, 49ers. Yeah. Different, plus different plus one and a half. Bengals are at home. Niners going across country. <clears throat> George Kittle's the difference of the Niners. So yeah, George Kittle's. If that offense continues what they're doing, and the Cincinnati Bengals continue to somehow lose games that they should win. Yeah. It, that one. I don't, those those games are both coin flips to me with them. So I'm fine with that. And then the dip of the week, mm. as always, going back to the three teamer. Oh. oh. Oddly enough, three games where I kind of like the number anyway, but. Let me see if I can guess. They're, uh, I'll give you a hint. They're all 10 point games. Yeah, so Lions, Giants, and Texans. Correct, but I'm not taking those teams. I'm I know. taking the other teams. I'm just, I yeah. was just naming the teams that are Yeah, so Chargers, Chargers are at home against the Giants. Giants going cross-country. I'll take the Chargers just to win outright. Uh, KC is at home against a struggling Raiders team. I'll take the them Raiders. to win outright at home. And then Denver, also at home. I'll take them to win outright against the Lions. If the Lions were healthy... I would not be on this game. They're not healthy. They're not. Like, half the team has the flu. And also, the Broncos are a really good team. If you look at them, if they just had, like, a quarterback who... The problem is 10, 10 is way too many points. The Lions hang around with everybody. Correct. No, I agree. I like the Lions pick. But not with... I like the Lions pick no. at... Sorry, Lions pick at 10. If you are going to bet the Lions plus 10, it would be great. But not with the flu. Giants, Kaka, and <laughs> then... Sucks. I think the Raiders would cover 10 still. We'll see. But... Maybe they get up for this game, but Josh Jacobs is really putting on a good season. Hunter Renfro might be one of the might be one of the best wideouts in the AFC West. Hunter Hunter Renfro. Hey, don't sleep on uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. Ten catches last week. Love that guy. Anyway, that's uh, that's all I got for the NFL. You got anything else you like out there? So I got my dip of the week. Oh, that's right. I don't know what you're gonna what you call this dip, but I saw it. I you know got my water at Seven Eleven. This is a giant like end cap of Dunkaroos. Whatever that dip is in that Dunkin' Dunkaroo, that like vanilla funfetti frosting. Oh, that's yeah. my dip of the that's week. That's essentially what it is. Just frosting. Yeah, just frosting. <laughs> my dip of the week is frosting. <laughs> whatever, whatever kind you, don't you need want. Dunkaroos. Just go get some graham crackers yeah. and an actual tub of frosting. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. That's adults. That's an adult stunkaroo. Yeah, adults. Maybe take a couple edibles and just go to work on that thing. Wow. So, not not a traditional dip, but the Dunk, Dunkin' Dunkaroos got me. I did not think we were going to end up there <laughs> with frosting. It's the season, it's holiday season. Ooh, uh, I could go for a cookie though. Yeah, a nice Christmas cookie. cookie. Speaking of, you ever heard of Sister Pie? No. So it's like a bakery in Detroit. Okay. But I just got like the holiday box ordered for our Christmas party. It's like three dozen homemade delicious cookies. Can't wait. I'll bring you. Can't one. wait, as in you're just gonna eat them all before you get to. No, it. no, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna pick them up on Friday. Holiday parties on Saturday, and then you get another box. Yeah. I'll try to save you one. Bring it over. Okay, I'm interested. I always like a cookie. All right. Well, we got some. Uh, we got some good stuff lined up for the rest of the year. Uh, obviously, we're gonna we'll introduce the the bowl challenge next week. We got our uh, our New Year's resolutions, kind of a look back over 2021, where we're looking at for 2022. Spoiler: some of our resolutions will be the same. <laughs> and then, uh, and then we're gonna do a little, uh, you know, got to go to the list every now and then. So we'll do a, a nice uh, Christmas movie draft, I think. Mm. So. And we should do like Christmas dessert draft, Christmas cookie draft. We could do that too. 
Christmas movie draft is going to get con- contested. I feel like there's already a clear number one that between at least between you and I that we have. It's not those. a sugar cookie. That's false. That's wrong. On the Christmas movie, as I'm talking about. Yeah, probably. Uh, maybe not a consensus. I have two that I could easily take number one. I think there's one that we might have to put as the top Christmas movie. <sighs> All right. Well, we'll get into it. Let's yeah. not jump in too early. We got a couple. My mind weeks is before. turning right now. We got a couple weeks before we get there. But anyway, if uh, if you're still daring to get out there in the in the cold and play golf, be careful. Get your heaters ready, your car covers, your winter gloves. It's gonna be almost fifty on Sunday. What the fuck we need that for? Yeah, you know what? Never mind. It's gonna be fine. Yeah, we'll be okay. <laughs> it's probably gonna be like thirty mile an hour winds. Mm, we'll see. But anyway, everybody enjoy the weekend. And uh, as always, keep it under 100. Rizzo, let's do it. When you grab all your buds and you about to hit the links, when you take out a club and you about to hit a swing, what you gonna do? Shit, what you mean? Keep it under, keep it under, under 100. 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 We keep it under 100.